0: hello people and welcome to the second episode of young broken shop the podcast for the curious and ambitious oxymorons out there today's topic is going to be entrepreneurship versus intrapreneurship and my guest and i will investigate what that means and anything around and about these two terms my guest today is a 26-year-old Ghanaian woman born in Jersey, who lives in Atlanta. She's the co-founder of Edison Green, the petite creative agency which she hates, apparently, from what I heard. She is the founder of the Gender Reveal Game app. She also works full-time as a clinical research associate and part-time as an executive manager of ICYPR in Miami. She's the mom of Mikael and the wife to Zemo, her current WhatsApp motto is no hurry, no pause. <laughs> and she is also one of the closest friends and my war buddy in this quest of creating things that are useful and pay us money. Welcome, Kimberly Manza. And why in the world do you hate our
1: company? I don't hate our company. Not at all. It just didn't reach its full potential. Because of the time, the timing was bad. I decided to get Prego. I had a full time job. We were thousands and thousands of miles away from each other and just learning about each other, like as friends and as human beings. So it did some amazing stuff. We did some cool shit. But um, from where it could have been or where it will go, we, we didn't quite make it there yet
0: meeting Kim is um, basically what started my and her journey into entrepreneurship and um, yeah maybe we touch on that a little bit how we got started with entrepreneurship or maybe just the background story that I think is interesting how we decided that we're going to start a company I remember I was um, in my hometown in Essen um, in my sister's house and I was so frustrated with my life and with myself And I just felt like a total loser. And I was on my couch and you and I had a call and I was telling you that basically I cannot accomplish anything and I just suck and I should start working at Lidl. Do you remember that?
1: Yeah, and I was like, what (laughs) are you talking about? (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I remember this conversation because I think it was like two hours I spoke with you and I remember because I was at a hotel um, getting ready for work, mm-hmm. you know, the time. So I think it was evening for you, like morning for me or something like this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, my husband was actually with me and he said, who are you talking to for two hours? Because I don't like to talk on the phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think it's efficient.
0: Thanks. It makes me feel very um, special.
1: <laughs> so I remember being on the phone for two hours. and He's like, who are you talking to? And I was, like, she needs to get it together because she's amazing why is it always the amazing people who just can't get it together <laughs> um and yes I remember that conversation just like you know talking and and then I think it ended that 2 our conversation started with then we should probably start something
0: yeah you and was you were you was telling me that Nana you're you're dope look at all the things you've accomplished and you have to put all of this together and just Offer these services as a bulk, like, put it all together. Don't stress yourself out too much. And I was on the sofa and I was like, no, I can't do this. It's too much for me. And you're like, you can't absolutely do that. And then I said, then you have to do it with me. (laughs) (laughs) And And you said, well well damn yeah why not (laughs) I think that's how it started and I was like really are you gonna do this with me I remember I instantly got up on my on my couch and I like it gave me such a flush of like confidence and hope that I don't have to do this alone I like I was feeling so lonely at the time and then I got up and I was like okay cool if she's doing it with me I got paper and then we like scribbled down like the basics of what what this company shall be like we went really fast, Kim.
1: <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. I think in about like two weeks, we had the whole company registered and everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How was your week? My week was crazy, um, as are most of my weeks nowadays. Um, but it was very, it was very, you know, I think I, I, I think I did a good job. That um, I had to fly to California in. Less than 24 hours to do some work out there. Mm-hmm. So I spent this week mostly traveling and flying and being jet lagged. So, and did you get to see Mikhail on that? Or I did towards the end of the week. So, the way my week ended started was okay, nine to five, figure that out, flew to California, had to work on my nine to five, which I work in clinical research, guys. So Essentially, I fly around to different sites around the U.S. um, to go to different sites to make sure that the sites and the clinics and the hospitals are following proper protocol and procedures when it comes to patient safety and making sure that these patients that sign up to do these clinical trials are protected, are being taken care of. So Mm -hmm. essentially, do Um, so. I did that during the day, um, and then at night worked on my app. Um, with very little sleep, and also there's a three hour difference, so very, very jet lagged. Mm. Uh, but then when I got back, the vote, the what was that word? Uh, designated 48 hours to just being with family and my baby. The thing is, for you know, for the audience, is I went to school and I have a health background. I graduated with public health. I'm currently working on my master's in clinical research. So health is what I say pays the bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it does pay the bill. So it's a lot of work and it's a lot of travel and it's, you know, very time intensive. But I do, I feel like I do change people's lives in terms of these patients. And I love to do it and it pays my bills, which is nice. Um, and I think this podcast was entrepreneurship, though I hate that word. Anyone who knows me knows I hate, hate that word because it means I know every- you
0: hate it because you and I were having an argument before we started recording.
1: <laughs> I absolutely hate that word. But if I must use it, I think that's what makes a true quote-unquote entrepreneur is when you literally can't see yourself doing anything else than these things.
0: Yeah. I think also for me, like, entrepreneurship is this whole, is the whole desire to create solutions. That's essentially what we've been doing and what we always were doing. We were always trying to figure out a way to, like, to to make things physical or digital that are in our heads of which we think the world needs and then figuring out how that makes us money because <laughs> you can't be working on all these things just for free for the rest of your life it needs to be at some point, it has to make money, right. and with you, it needs to make money rather faster than later. And I maybe be, I might be a little more patient. But <laughs> it's, 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 it has come to an end because now I've joined, I've joined the nine to five form. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, my week. You didn't ask me how my week was. Do you want to do that? Oh, or shall I, I cut it in? <laughs> how,
1: how was your How
0: was your week? My week was intense, Kim. I started the nine <laughs> to five, as you know. I'm now a senior project manager at this boutique luxury design digital communication agency. And I was really doubting myself. Also, the fact that my position is pretty high and I am the one supervising an entire team of developers and designers and initiating structure and systems and processes which prevent previously did not exist they were just doing their things the way they felt they were because they were a small smaller startup and now they have bigger clients and also um an investor so everything is changing for them and now I'm the one that comes in and has to put in the structure you know and supervise people and I felt kind of (laughs) strange about that I don't know why like, in my head, thinking about it, came out, I, was like, I thought, oh, okay, I'm going to be like Olivia Pope, you know? Or <laughs> 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 well, I'm going to I'm gonna be like, uh, uh, what's the girl, what's the woman from How to Get Away with Murder? Annalise Keating, you know? <laughs> I'm going to just come in, look at everything, and be like, okay, this, 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 and this has to change. This is the software we're going to use. I'm going to do the workshops, teach everyone. And, of course, there are going to be, you know, some roadblocks and so on and so forth. But then when I was, like, in there, <laughs> I, I just want I literally just wanted to pee my pants <laughs> I, I remember like on, on the Tuesday I, I legit spent 30 minutes pretending I was doing something but really I was just thinking in my head how are you going to fix <laughs> <and> chaos <laughs> this is what I was thinking <laughs> oh man yeah th- that was my week so. yeah you said that I was complaining
1: oh yeah you, you did yeah Yes, you did. But that's cool. Sometimes you got to get it out, complain. I mean, I've been complaining about my DK co-founder for three months um, <laughs> until I found a solution. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes you do need that person to complain to. Yeah, that's but true. I to you know start tomorrow. I'm going to
0: start good. tomorrow fresh. Yeah. Yes. So why do you hate the term entrepreneurship so, bad, so much? Like, what is the hate about it?
1: It's not. First of all, it's an ugly word, like in and of itself. Mm-hmm. No one spells it right, especially on social media, which one, that's the first thing that bugs me. Too many E's, too many U's, no one gets it right. And it's like to the point where I feel like people type it so wrong that autocorrect no longer corrects it. They're just like, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> that's one. Two. Um, other than it is actually just being a really ugly word. Um, it's, it's misused. And it's one of those mm-hmm. things where I feel like if you're an entrepreneur, you don't call yourself an entrepreneur. Other people call you an entrepreneur, right? It's one of those things where you're given that title because true entrepreneurs are too busy and too busy either trying to create the change the world, create a product, follow their passion, do something doing something head on the ground, working. Like, think about it. When are the times you actually call yourself an entrepreneur? No one goes and introduces themselves. Hi, my name is Kim and I'm an entrepreneur. Never. No one does that. So (laughs) you can't really call yourself that. It's something that people call you. Um, So that's one. And then two, right? Well, I think I'm
0: Unless you have to write your own bio or introduce yourself
1: in the podcast. uh, (laughs) Here's the thing. A true, I feel like someone who's truly onto something introduces themselves by that thing. Right. So you, you don't say, mm-hmm. hey, I'm an entrepreneur. You say, hey, I'm the co-founder of Addison Green and I'm the founder of Gender Revealed. Like you, you call yourself by what your baby is, not necessarily like, oh yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, mm. And that's, that's, my, that's my issue with it. People who refer to themselves as entrepreneurs. It's also like the, busy, the people who are just always consider themselves busy.
0: Right. like
1: Because mm-hmm. I, you know, and not to glow, but I've literally flew from the, uh, and I'm in the US guys. So I flew from the East Coast. To the west coast and back the two sides mm-hmm. worked on my app, fixed the glitches on my app. What else did I do? I spent time with my baby, cooked and cleaned and you know and wrote a report and did a whole marketing campaign all this week, and went to the gym, which I'm very proud about twice. <laughs> <laughs> after, seeing,
0: after seeing that Reggie on
1: Instagram <laughs> Yes went to the gym twice. you know like I will what most people consider busy. I am what mm. most people will consider an entrepreneur, um, mm-hmm. but I'm not busy. I still find time to do podcasts. I still find time to sleep. I sleep most most nights. I sleep a full night, you know. So it's, mm-hmm. it's that's that's my issue with entrepreneurs. It's also, the busy work and the busyness that we have used to surround the word. Um, From my um,
0: understanding, entrepreneurs that you know that builds a company, and an entrepreneur is the one that works within a company with an
1: entrepreneurial mindset. What is an entrepreneurial mindset you tell me that's why you're on the show I don't I don't fucking know that's why I don't use (laughs) that's why I don't use those (laughs) terms (laughs) you know what I mean like I guess there's some things that you know we attribute to an entrepreneur hardworking you know Mm work hard Mm -hmm. um, you know problem solving you know those things
0: but these are also the traits of a of a manager or As for me, like, for example, of a senior project manager, right? I think an entrepreneur is someone who is capable of bringing an idea to ideation to actually production and launch, like the whole cycle of a company, someone who is able to do that, like someone who has this vision and not everybody is capable of doing that. So I do think a term as entrepreneur has its valid existence in our vocabulary and dictionaries. (laughs)
1: just not as much as we say it. I, yeah. I think it, just, it loosely falls out of the mouth. Actually no, it's not even out of the mouth. It's on your fingertips because everyone likes to just type and misspell that word. Yeah. I think that's why it really bothers me. Yeah, um, I really I
0: also really think like I really what I really dislike is it's like a trend now, you know, saying that you're entrepreneur is a trend. I feel a lot of people call themselves entrepreneurs because they just don't like their jobs and they quit their jobs but they I don't know. And they apparently, uh, to me, they are not doing anything, you know, but they call themselves yeah. entrepreneurs. Or
1: they're, or they're busy, but not doing anything fruitful, right? But what, what, people- what do you mean with being busy, but not doing anything fruitful? Like, uh, you know, a lot of people have side hustles and you, some people might have a lot of side hustles, uh-huh. um, but that doesn't necessarily make you an entrepreneur, right? Unless those side hustles are doing, doing something meaningful, are you changing lives with your product? Are you making, not, not changing lives like a doctor, you know, necessarily, but are you, um, is your product changing the way people behave? Is your company changing the way someone looks at things? Are you scaling and making lots of money? Like, is, is, are you doing something? You driving Uber on your, on, your, on your spare time, making extra income does not make you an entrepreneur. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. so i think
0: but if you're driving uber on your spare time to finance the actual business that you're trying to bootstrap because for example edison me bootstrap with two, i think a hundred right.
1: dollars when each then
0: they are the entrepreneur f- f-
1: that business is growing and thriving or changing mm-hmm. or doing something but you know but True. again i mean and there's many ways to 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 look at it and to consider it but uh, just you know, I guess just to bring it together in terms of how I view entrepreneurship, I think there's one very, very few entrepreneurs in the world, like true entrepreneurs. And I feel like of those, I I do not consider myself an entrepreneur. I don't think I'm there yet. Maybe in ten years, I will come on this podcast and say, "Yep, finally made it. Got the plaque on my wall." That's <laughs> entrepreneur. Mm. Um, but then, <laughs> then there's mompreneur. <laughs> that kills me. What's that? It's a okay. mom entrepreneur, which really upsets me because no dad is going around like I'm a dadpreneur. Like, no, it's ridiculous. Um mm. that, you know, like these are so, like the spin offs that like just kill me. Um, but anyway, I you know, maybe in ten years when I come back and I've built something fruitful or I've I've accomplished something or my end goals where I see my myself. Ending up, maybe I'll come back and I say, "Hey, you know, I finally got that title, entrepreneur." But till then, it's all about the work. It's all about you know managing your time and.
0: Well, I would call you entrepreneur, but now I feel when
1: I say it, it's like a cuss word in your ears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not an offense, but I rather I rather not. You just say Kim, you know, I'm just good all
0: Good old Kim, sitting in her car in Alabama, uh, in Atlanta. I was saying Alabama, <laughs> in Atlanta.
1: <laughs> in Atlanta, in gym wear, sweating. Yes, life. this is the glamorous life of an entrepreneur. That's
0: the glamorous life of an entrepreneur. I do, yeah. I do, however, think that, I mean, I understand where you're coming from and we will, I guess we won't agree to disagree in that context of the definition. However, I think, an entrepreneur is a person who when he he or she already is in the process of that building. I don't think it's like a title. I think when you are doing it and building things like products <laughs> and um scaling them or selling them whatever way, um you are entrepreneur from my point of view. As soon as you are able and capable of turning an idea into a product and seeing the entire cycle through uh, building a team and establishing processes, systems, and jobs to facilitate everything and all of this growth, even if the first one isn't as successful and the next one is more successful, mm-hmm. in that whole journey of trying and error and um, adjusting and recreating and so on and so forth, to me, the entire process is process someone who if you I I think like after 10 years and then you say oh now I am an entrepreneur I to me it's a misplacement of the word because you can be after 10 years you can be a successful businessman or successful businesswoman and entrepreneur still because you still keep creating and building new companies and new ventures and seeing them through to me that is entrepreneurship not reaching a medal or some kind of high point point. I, to me it's the whole process is the entrepreneurial journey you know yep now that I'm in a nine to five I don't know you were saying that I should use you know I need to use everything that I have and put that now in the nine to five and I well, how did how did we close that like my venting session I I think I said that I have to treat my nine to five yes as if it okay. was my what, what did I what was it <laughs>
1: I remember. So the the reason why I love Myleek, um, and if anyone d- don't know who leak is, you could just Google "my and taught you," um, and she is an entrepreneur, quote unquote. <laughs> She's the founder of Curlbox, um, and she has this amazing podcast. And one of the things that she talked about is giving your all to your nine to five because essentially, um, and I agree with this theory is if you you're supposed to give your all in everything you do, right, and if you're half-assing your nine-to-five, the job that pays you for literally just doing tasks that you have no risk over, right? Mm-hmm. If you're an entrepreneur, you have lots of risks. If you don't work, you don't eat food. Like, yeah. So that's, that's entrepreneurship. But if you're in a place where you don't have risks because you're getting, you know, a paycheck and you have your task and you don't have overhead and, you know, you're at your nine-to-five and you're half-assing it, mm-hmm. then chances are you're not built to be... An entrepreneur right or you know or to step out on your own or to quit that nine-to-five and do your own thing because essentially you are to give your do well at everything you do because you never know your first client might be a former co-worker you know your you don't know the opportunities that your nine-to-five could bring you or you don't mm-hmm. know how growing in your nine-to-five I and mean, getting a senior position and your peers could help you when you do start your own business or things like this. So essentially with everything, I think what we said was essentially with everything you were going through at your, your new job, you know, really honing it and making it your own just as equal as Addison Green, just as equal as your own like, marketing camp, like your own branding and website and things. Because at the end of the day, that's like the perfect way to learn on someone else's dime <laughs> Yeah, um, and to grow and to manage people um, not to necessarily use it as a test um, or like, you know, winging it, but, you know, really taking ownership of it. And once you do that, um, I think that that would even put you in a better place. Yeah. When you're 100% on your own. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I absolutely agree. So I think for me, the transition from having a my own company and now joining in a existing process. And staying, staying within that process, and supporting the team to grow and implement my ideas, and implement or and improve their ideas, helping the company double their revenue for next year. I think this is what um, brought that weight on my shoulder, you know. Yeah. And I think this is what uh, I was feeling that day when we were
1: talking. Yeah, and I mean, having a nine to five could be, you know especially when you're in a management position, right? It is very, very scary. But I think that's why where we do it a little bit better is, you know, we're able to take that fear and redirect it because fear will always be there, you know, yeah. I, now it's the fear of starting. But if when it's, when you've doubled the company's revenue, guess what they're going to ask you next year, double it again, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so that fear is going to come back. <laughs> And then anxiety will come back. So true. Um, I think one of the things what I said was, like, when you get that, like, your, when your heart goes in your stomach, that feeling mm. of, like, you know, when you have that feeling, I just like to breathe. And once I'm done breathing, just remember that a month from now, that feeling would no longer be there. And I'll be mm. something else. Right? I'm worried so about now. But in a month from now, I will still be worried. But for something completely different. So you know, just keeping that in mind and that when that stomach gut feeling, I hate that feeling, um, comes, just know that it will pass. Um, yeah, that's also the same reasoning I use during labor. Really? That shit works because when you're in labor and you think you're going to die, that it's going to end. Like there's an end point, you know, like I'm not going to be in labor forever there's an endpoint. it might seem like you've already been in labor for six days however you know that there's an end um and that's really what gets me through like, like literally everything just knowing that there's an end point so just being patient counting breathing again that's why my motto is no hurry no pause don't rush it you know take it smooth but just don't stop just keep going because there's always going to be an end date, so it's tweetable was-
0: and yeah, this I think this entre- entrepre- entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship thing, really, when it comes down to the nitty gritty, it's about do you have a, like a vision or, or something of that sort? And then can you push yourself to follow through until this idea or vision is realized? If this is not you, then you don't need to touch that entrepreneurship, or don't even call yourself that. Because you know, if you if if you can't deal with the pressure and the weight of it, then it's really not for you. Yeah, yeah. But we Thank also, you. but um, I like there was this article that you sent me, this anti Gary V. struggle <laughs> porn.
1: Yeah, struggle porn. <laughs> and if you don't know what struggle porn is, just Google struggle porn. There's this article that came up by someone named his name is Nat something or another. Um, And it's a very good uh, article about what it means for struggle porn. And essentially the stuff that Gary V, if you don't know him, Google, um, (laughs) out, which is essentially work, work, work. Like you just got to, you got to do it. Everything you got to do to make it successful. And it's going to be hard. It's going to be depressing. It's going to be lonely, but you could do it. You could do it. You could do it. And it's like, okay, like let's take a few steps back if you're doing what you're meant to do and if what you're doing is worth your time, yes, there's going to be hard times. Yes. There's going to be struggle periods. Yes. There's going to be roadblocks. But if you're waking up every day and you're going to sleep, like struggling, busy, no breaks, affecting your health, like, you know, affecting your family life. And if it's just like literally just breaking you down, then it's probably not what you're supposed to be doing um i agree just struggling maybe a little too much and the article says you know it brings up the point of like those who just think that if they're not struggling they're not doing something right like if it's too easy just something just has to be wrong yeah like no you're doing what you're meant to do and the stars align sometimes you do have an easy streak of six months you know maybe you take a break to chill like yeah it's not you don't you don't always have to struggle. And actually I was part of this talk where someone goes we have to stop using the word grind. I think it's his name is Chris Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh, stop using the word grind because what happens when you grind something too much? It turns into dust.
0: Yes. And
1: you don't want to turn into dust. So why are we always constantly grinding? So prioritizing It's about you know using your wisely. So it's about try not to binge winch, binge, watch the next season of Game of Thrones, which I'm definitely doing. <laughs> and it's time to do something else. <laughs> More um, <I'm> productive, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so that's that's the struggle point. So if you're interested in a good read, a very funny read, but truth struggle point. Yeah, out, Nate, Nat, hit me up.
0: Yeah, I think the whole the whole struggle point in combination with the entrepreneurship is such a huge trend, and it's quite damaging to especially, like, young people who are trying to, you know, who are now starting, Um, because, as you said, the idea of if it's easy, it's not right, it has has to be hard, like, so hard that I'm on the brink of, like, (laughs) killing myself, you know, so that I can have this grandiose, extreme, shock value story about how I became, this big business person, and I also have something to talk about, right? I think this whole, this whole thing is from like a branding it's just, perspective, it, yeah, Kimberly, it's, a, it's an it's entire a, brand.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a viral factor. Everyone wants, to, everyone wants to show the big, you know, I started from nothing, now I'm at like a million dollars and I fly around in a jet. Well, no, that's usually not how it works, yeah. you know?
0: Plus um, Gary V Gary- started with 3 million
1: line right he did. wine
0: library <laughs>
1: <laughs> he did. and then you know there's some there's the, the the movie on netflix about mcdonald's um and how they became like the franchise and how they started with the two brothers and there's this one line in it that i absolutely love which he goes um and just like that we became and just like that we became an overnight sensation 30 years in the making, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, bruh, like it's not happening today, tomorrow. It's not happening, you know, in a year or two. Yeah. It could take you years. Um, so if it's going to take you 30 years, you probably don't want to be struggling for 30 exactly.
0: years. Exactly. You, know? you probably so, want uh, to find a rhythm and a pace yeah. that you can actually sustain for 30 years if it takes you 30 years. And I also immense. think one of the big, like there's also like this m- big misconception when it comes to entrepreneurship that you start your own business from scratch, like you bootstrap and, um, and that, that particular business is the one that has to be
1: successful so they stick with it like crazy yeah that's what that's what's good about the struggle point thing is that it's not okay exactly to quit. it is absolutely okay to quit if you know how many companies i quit i started a mapping company in college where i was like making maps for people but it was so hard for me to get people to understand like what it actually was mm-hmm. i had to, like, i had to quit that trust me i'm still i still cling to it i still have the domain name you know, I know. When a pretty map i'm just like oh i could have made that and sold that you know like mm-hmm. but that wasn't for me you know it taught me yeah. a lot it taught me about data which i'm using now when it comes to the, the this game app you know yeah i quit that i've quit pr firms in the past i've quit um you know like retail positions where i was in management but every one of those like taught me to do where i am now exactly so it's not necessarily first company not your second company not your third you know like
0: and also it's not necessarily that it has to you have to start a company and do nothing else you know I'm not talking about the like little itty bitty side hustles but a lot of the entrepreneurs that you and I read about are people who actually were in management positions in a company were working there for like for some time and then branched out to start their own thing if you have this entrepreneurial spirit that everyone speaks about you are supposed to or you're supposed to be able to use that wherever life takes you whether you put me in a corporate environment and there i use you you, i use my abilities to think creatively think outside of the box use all the experience that I have from traveling the world, knowing all these different cultures and different ways of doing to the result. You you should be able to use that in your nine to five, just as you will use that in starting your own company. I think another thing that entrepreneurship is they always think of this grand uh, freedom that they think they have, you know, Like as an entrepreneur, I'm my own boss and now I get to do what I want and I have this
1: freedom, you know? And that's so, absolutely not the case. You know, you you get more freedom at your nine to five or at your ten to 10 to eight or whatever shift work that you do, because you could clock in or when you clock out, you're done. It's over. It's a wrap. You could do whatever you want afterwards. You do not get that as an entrepreneur and yes yes we don't grind and we shouldn't grind and we shouldn't struggle but your time is no longer your own um you get the yep. freedom to maybe decide if you want to take a day off but then that's a risk um you know if you want to take a month off you can but have you been saving and budgeting so that you don't starve the next month yep. when you're working yep. <laughs> you know exactly what I mean?
0: so yeah especially in the beginnings right times enough,
1: Yeah. You don't get any freedom. Like I had a, I had a mom, um, text me last night at like, it's a, it's a Saturday night at eight o'clock. Right. And there's a mom who texted me excited about starting her game. Now she's my customer. She pays my, she will eventually pay my bills. So what do I do? Put my baby down. Babe, I love you. Give mama 10 minutes. (laughs) Got on, made a graphic for her, start, signed her up, got her all checked out um and got her all ready to start her game and if you had a nine to five you wouldn't have to deal with that you know you could be getting ready to go to the club at eight o'clock on a Saturday night um and if I was I would still stop put my mascara down and take care of my client so you don't get that freedom at all
0: yeah I absolutely agree I think we people misconceive or people have a misconception when it comes to freedom and entrepreneurship because when you own the company, the customer is the one that's paying your life. So now mm-hmm. you have a boss, <laughs> and the boss is like the direct customer, and you did not realize that. Now you are directly in correspondence with the customer and also the most instant feedback which can be very painful that you can get about your product and your company
1: and yourself and yourself honestly. of
0: course because you
1: do become your own company so like if you're having a bad day they'll let you know mm-hmm. i mean you can go to work have a bad day just sit in your office and leave but you have a bad day and you have a bad client experience word spreads and it just becomes you know you become the face of your your money yeah (laughs) absolutely literally you could scare the face
0: of your money Um, are we trying to scare people off of being entrepreneurs
1: yes actually yes i am (laughs) i i really am because because if if i if my soul was settled with having a nine to five and just chilling i really would You know, like, and I've considered it all the time. I've even told myself if the gender reveal app is, if my app is not successful for 10 years, I'm going to stick to a nine to five and just live my best life, like chill, raise my child. Because it is the easier route. It really is. So if if my soul let me do that, I, I would definitely do it in a heartbeat. The problem is I can't do that. Once I clock out nine to five and I'm home, my, my feet are tapping what can I do next mm-hmm. I'm having ideas I have to make it mm-hmm. I have to do something mm-hmm. you know yeah and if I don't I start to nag my husband and then he's just like you find something to do <laughs>
0: <laughs> which is then sending me your ideas on whatsapp and then we start plotting
1: <laughs> right so like if, if I could I wouldn't be doing this like that's the thing if you can't see yourself doing anything else then yes this is the life for you but We do this because we're actually insane, we're hyperactive, we're not normal, and that's why we do this. So if you could avoid it for the longevity of your life in marriage, because it is also hard on marriages and relationships, I would just chill, Mm -hmm. just chill, chill. How hard is it
0: on marriages and relationships? It's hard. (laughs) I'm not in a relationship either.
1: (laughs) My husband is also an entrepreneur, and he's worked for himself for 25 years now. Mm-hmm. He has not had a boss in 25 years. Actually, funny story, and he's going to hate that I said this, but he, when we were starting to family plan,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we considered maybe he should get a job. You know, maybe just, you know, just throwing, a, let's just throw all the possibilities we can out there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's a very successful entrepreneur. He does not need to have a job, but we played with the idea. You played with the idea. He, I did, because he couldn't, he could rather care less. He stayed at the job for exactly a day and a half (laughs) lunchtime at day two. He was home. Never going, (laughs) never to go back again. Nope. (laughs) Never happening. Doesn't like it. Not happening again. And there we go. He tried it. Never going to revisit it because in his soul and in his heart and what he's done, he works for himself. Yeah. Um, so we're both on. We're I keep saying now. You got me saying that it's ridiculous. <laughs> but we both, you know, we both have our own businesses, and we both, you know, we both are founders of something. And he travels a lot. I travel a lot. So yes, it can be hard. But that's how the prioritizing thing comes to play. Mm-hmm. If we were both grinding, we would both be. It wouldn't work. Um, but we both cherish downtime, and you know. Work, 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 and then time for a break, right? You've got to reset. Nature works that mm-hmm. way. Everything mm-hmm. works that way. Um, so it could be hard on relationships, but
0: it's it could be done. Yeah, it's, I guess it's a question of both have the same, like, vision for your life, like how your life's supposed to look like. And also if you can mutually support each other.
1: Yeah. And then try not to be involved in each other's businesses. I don't know if this, (laughs) I don't know how couples who work the same companies do it or like build the same companies do it. Mm -hmm. But for us, what's really worked is we're there for I'm there for his company. He's there for mine, but we don't, we don't co-work. We, you know, Mm -hmm. he'll tell me what's happening with his, I'll update what's happening in mine. If I can help him do something real quick to help him, you know, if he needs me to rewrite a contract or something mm-hmm. yeah sure definitely I'll help likewise if i need his input or his advice but um i find that being part of a successful relationship is being okay having two distinct things going on but then we come together all the time to reconnect and refresh and things like that i don't he's into music so i don't i, I don't give him music advice i don't <laughs> do any of that <laughs> he also doesn't give me advice on what my app should look like you know mm-hmm. um keep it separate um and then i think that that has really helped us as well yeah and then having of course our baby also gives us like a common level something to always come back to true and also so as a like a
0: reason a why as to yeah. doing why we're, why we're living this
1: crazy life yes <laughs>
0: yeah. exactly yeah Working with an with an entrepreneur or being in a relation with an entrepreneur that could be its own episode, I guess, Kimberly. Oh, yeah. yeah. The only things that I know is, I mean, I've worked with two. I've I've been in a relationship or dating two entrepreneurs, which didn't work. <laughs> Apparently it didn't. But what I did learn was if the fields of interest in the business are similar, it can actually empower or fuel. Um, what you're doing. But if they are n- if they are not at all, then just like you said, the other person should away with their unsolicited advice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool, Kimberly. Our time is up. I actually want to, I would want to continue the conversation, but I know you also have to bounce and do some stuff. Yeah. Thank you so much
1: for uh, taking the time. I think I'm the most least interesting person to listen to. Um, so if, if some, you know, if you guys enjoyed it, Thank you. And thanks for listening to me. (laughs) It's always a pleasure to listen to me. Not so much. (laughs) Um, That's not true.
0: (laughs) I I value our conversation. I'm sure the people that listen to my podcast will value your conversation as well because I'm weird. (laughs) And whoever listens to this has somewhere inside of them a little weirdo (laughs) and they're going to love you. (laughs) But where can the people find you on the socials?
1: Uh, do the people have to find me on the social no people i want you to find my company on my socials Ah. um you could find the my app is at gender reveal game that is the instagram and then the website is www.genderrevealgame.com if you must find me on twitter it's at Mensa m-e-n-s-a-h kim k-i-m um, and then my gram is for my friends, so you have to become friends with me, and then you can hop on that. <laughs> <laughs> you need to streamline your socials. Yeah. I'll, I'll we'll work on streamlining. We'll all we'll work on that.
0: <laughs> well, now you already talked about gender reveal. Let's give the people a little intro into what it is.
1: The gender reveal game allows expecting parents, particularly moms, to raise money with their gender reveal announcement by having their friends and family guess the baby's gender with cash donations. The app then randomly selects a winner of the group of winners to win cash prizes as an incentive. Um, So that is how the app works. Um, We are growing to become a resource for moms and for healthy babies. Wonderful. And I love it. Yes. And I can't wait to be pregnant and use your app. Yes, I make lots and lots of money because all these listeners are going to donate. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs)
0: All right, Kim. Then let me leave you.
1: All right. Have a good one, guys. Thank you.
0: You too. Bye. All right, friends. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the episode this week. Until next week, stay curious and stay sharp.